Our gospel reading today is going to be from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 31 through 34. The gospel reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 31 through 34. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be received in glory because of the Son, and he will soon give glory to the Son. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer, and as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So I am giving you a new commandment, love each other just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The word of the Lord. Thank you. Um, so I am very excited to be back in Olive Ranch this morning. As many of you know, I spent the week before Father's Day at my sister's for a week. Uh, so I was out of town and away from the children. And then I came home for two days, and then I left again on Monday and was gone for the week. And so I feel like I have been out of pocket from this area for two straight weeks. Uh, I feel like I've especially missed my kids, and I've especially missed all of you. And so I am very grateful to be back in this place this morning. But that being said, I bring you greetings from the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship uh, General Assembly, which we were at last week. Um, and I have, feel like I have so much information to digest and to go through and hopefully to pass along to all of you this morning. Although General Assembly, like Corey just talked about, technically started on Wednesday, um, I had to be there on Tuesday. As some of you know, I am now serving on the Ministries Council of the General Assembly, which is a group of pastors and lay leaders that make decisions on ministry activities at the national level. And so we had that meeting on Tuesday, and being new to the CBF um, completely, the information I received on Tuesday felt very overwhelming. Um, I was very confused about all of the acronyms. There's a lot of acronyms. I was confused about some of the jargon and the verbiage that was going on I'd never heard before. But as the hours and hours continued that day, um, I heard from more and more people. I heard from more and more reports from around the country of the good work that faithful Baptists are doing all over. I heard about grants being given to fund mobile produce stands to bring food, like fresh fruits and vegetables, into food deserts. I heard about a quilting group in Kentucky who are making weighted blankets to give to children with special needs. Um, I heard about grants being given to teach English as a second language at our churches in San Antonio. I heard about money being given to low-income students to take medical coding courses at a church in Atlanta. And this gives them a profitable skill to be able to stop the cycle of poverty that they find themselves wrapped up in. And then I heard about grants that um, were being given to a church in Fort Worth um, that is giving legal assistance to immigrants 
at the border. And that was all from just the grants committee, which was about an hour worth of our time on Tuesday. It is good work being done by good people. And then I heard from the advocacy arm of the CBF, knowing that the CBF has now been working diligently with legislators across many states to advocate for fair lending practices for the poor. This includes an effort to restrict payday lending, which often operates, I had no idea, payday lending operates at a 400% interest rate that keeps the poor poorer and keeps them in a cycle of poverty. Some CBF churches around the country have begun to work with credit unions in their city to offer fair and equitable personal loans. In this effort, it resulted in 32 families getting completely out of debt and stopping the cycle of poverty. And then there was the chaplaincy arm. I love the guy that's over. His name is Jerry, and he's the sweetest man I've ever met. The chaplaincy arm endorsed 13 new chaplains this week, 13 chaplains that will be both military and hospital chaplains. The Young Baptists gave out 35 scholarships to new seminarians. The Church Start program commissioned eight new churches this week. All these chaplains and seminarians and church starters were from diverse ages, genders, races, and backgrounds. We have partnered with an organization that is doing the work of the kingdom. CBF churches are doing gospel work throughout this nation and promoting equity and fulfilling the call of Jesus to help the least of these and to love our neighbor. It gave me hope for the future. It gave me hope for our fellowship, and it gave me hope for us. And I learned all of that before I even got to the Mississippi meeting. Um, the, the CBF National is doing great things, and CBF of Mississippi is at the forefront of a lot of that. As many of you know, Lane Riley who was the longtime director of Delta Hands for Hope, uh, actually took a job out of Shaw, Mississippi, and moved to North Carolina. At this assembly, it was announced that her replacement has been chosen. Um, Chiquita Wilson is from the Delta. She got her MBA from Delta State, and she has a history of education and special education work in the region. She is excited to get started on the work of the ministry at Delta Hands for Hope. She's excited to continue the after-school programs, to assist in technology education, and to eventually add a job placement arm. There are good things happening at Delta Hands for Hope. In addition to that hire, this is a good one, Together for Hope, which is the regional organization which focuses on pers persistent rural poverty all over the nation, they hired a full-time position just for the Delta. So um, her name is Linda Stringfellow, and she will be um, over all of the counties in persistent rural poverty from Missouri all the way down to Louisiana throughout that area um, throughout just the Delta region around the Mississippi. Um, so Linda Stringfellow, her job will be to organize and partner with other organizations like the Christian Community Development Organization to help our poorest counties find hope and find assistance. And Linda's office is actually going to be at the Delta Hands for Hope office, so her and Chiquita are going to be able to work together for a lot of things. So we are with people who are doing good work and we are seeing good work be done. I had a Mississippi pastor come up to me at one point and say, you know, Mississippi is the stuff. 
Like, we got it going on. And I, I kind of laughed. And I was like, I find this hard to believe. It was before I went to the first meeting. And she said, no, 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 you don't understand. In Mississippi, our CBF pastorate is 25% female when the national average is 6%. We have more affirming churches and churches willing to talk about racial justice and about the poor than anyone else. We have people that are doing the work. We have churches that are doing the work. And with a gr big grin and with much excitement, she said, believe me, we are doing so much good and there is so much left to be done. There's good work being done. We also heard a report that came from a phone call of one of our own. As you know, Scott, who's not here this morning, but he lives a little further south than us, and he works a little further south than us in the Delta. So he got a phone call from, I mean, Jason, sorry, let me rewind. Scott called Jason Coker, which is the director of the CBF of Mississippi, and said, I see flooding in the Delta. What can we do? And so from there, Jason called Jim Kirkendall, who is over our disaster relief, and researched what was best to do. And they decided that when the water recedes, the best thing to do is to get these 50-gallon buckets with bleach and gloves and face masks and clotheslines so that folks would be able to do the work to make their homes habitable again. So some churches, including our own, gave money. And then Northminster, Northside, and UBC Hattiesburg collected and put together 35 buckets that were kept at the Delta Hands for Hope offices. And when the water receded a short time later, Jason got the phone call that it could help the folks in Chula, Mississippi, the poorest county in the United States of America, Chula, Mississippi, was flooded. So we took all of those things, we had a truck, and take them all down to Chula, Mississippi, so that our neighbors who are often forgotten we're taken care of. So today I want you to know we're doing good. When we send our money to the CBF of Mississippi, we are doing good. When we earmark money to go to disaster relief, we are doing good. When we connect with our fellow Baptists, we are doing so much good. Thursday evening, our newly minted executive director of the CBF, Paul Baxley, preached to the fellowship. Using the text, which I used this morning, a new commandment I give to you that you would love one another as I have loved you. His sermon was generous and thought-provoking and encouraging. And I will be honest with you when I tell you that I have been in my share of denominational meetings. I have gone to these things in other denominations, and I have sat through business meetings, and I have listened at regional meetups, and I have heard these reports. But I have never heard the barometer of the health of a denomination beyond how well we have loved our neighbor or how well we have cared for the poor. At CBF Assembly, I did not hear a list of how many baptisms or salvations or the size of our churches or any metric similar to that. In every space that I entered, I heard a constant testimony of how well we were loving. How are we loving one another was at the forefront. So my question for this church and this body today is how are we loving one another. How are we loving one another? We have great answers for a lot of that because we are doing great things. From sewing classes to youth nights to backpack giveaways, we are doing good work. 
But this week has, has caused me to step back and ask, how can we do more? How can we do more for our neighbor? How can we do more at loving one another? Paul Baxley said in his sermon, at the heart of the Great Commission and this commission Jesus places before us is the same commission he gave to the disciples. To love one another as I have loved you. That we don't just go along to get along. That we don't just peacefully coexist. That we don't just tolerate. Love one another with a relentless, sacrificial, active love. Love is active, everybody. Love moves. Love cares for those who do not look like us or act like us or seem like they belong. Love does more than tolerates. Love does more than tolerates. Wednesday night was the racial reconciliation service of the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, where we got together and asked ourselves as a community, what can we do as a white church to be more welcoming and inclusive? And then we repented of the harm we could have participated in in this world. Part of the confession of that night went like this. It said, Lord, we have not appreciated or respected the image of God in the members of your human family. We have not loved others as we have loved ourselves or done to others as we would have them do to us. Some have, set, sorry, some have kept silent in the face of injustice and inequality. And some of us have enjoyed prosperity in the face of our neighbor's needs. And it resonated with me all week, and it resonated with me that evening that what we were trying to communicate is that wherever we were at and however we were handling racial issues, we could probably do better. And I want to do better. Later in the week, Corey and I went to this chicken restaurant around the corner from the convention center, and we still had on our badges, and we went to get a quick bite for the next worship event, and we were sitting out on the patio, and this fella came out with our food, and, Corey, if you could put that picture up. You got it? Okay. So this fella came out with our food, and he turns to Corey and said, did somebody send you here to mess with me? And Corey was like, what are you talking about? Nah, man. Um, and he was like, that's my name. And he was like, what? He was like, that is my name. My name is Corey Phillips. Letter for letter, that's my name. And in that picture, you can almost see he has his wallet in his hand because he took out his wallet to show us his driver's license. And I took this picture of the two Corey Phillipses, and I thought about it all week, right? Because they don't look the same. They don't do the same work. Um, they're not from the same place. But letter for letter, they're called by the same name. And there are African-American churches that don't look like us. They don't do the same work as us. But letter for letter, they're called by the same name. So this morning, I want to tell you a goal of mine, a goal that I actually have no plans behind. So that's awkward for me, and it's not something I enjoy to do. But in the next year, I would love to partner with an African-American congregation in our area. I've heard of other churches doing this, and I think it would be a wonderful and great thing for us to do. And I'm not sure what that looks like. I'm not sure how we can do it, but I would love to try. I would love to try because I want to do better. I want to do more good work. I want to call them by our common name 
Christian and child of God and figure out how we can serve our community better together. If I have learned one thing from a community of Baptists this week is that we are autonomous by definition, but independence can be our death. We need the fellowship to function. We need other people to help us grow. And we need to figure out how we can serve our community better together. Because we can do more than tolerate. We can love. We can love sacrificially and with our actions. And I am so excited to continue to do the good work of the gospel with all of you, however it looks like, whatever form it takes. I'm excited to do good work with all of you. Let us pray.